0: Is this Kevin's music? Because
1: I realized the artist is Kevin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Kevin's uh, Christmas single.
2: Yeah. Nice. Thank you. Fancy lights and shopping sprees. They don't really bother me. The parties and the dancing nights. To fill my head with pretty sights. Gifts galore under the tree Happy hours, shooting the breeze All well and good But in the end, I know the truth And I won't pretend You are the only gift I want for Christmas You are the only gift I want for Christmas
1: Hello! Ho, ho, ho! Happy Christmas! This is a special edition of Lion City Rock, the only podcast about Singapore's music scene that you're ever going to need, right? Right? Yeah, so. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. A bit slow, but now might be, we'll work on that. We'll, we'll be it. Yes, my name is Chris And with me, as usual, is my pod partner Kevin Matthews Say hello, Kevin ho, ho, ho. Yeah <laughs> And all these people who have been listening to this podcast Will know that the intro this week is slightly different mm-hmm. uh, Instead of our usual cool, very cool guitar theme This one is uh, also a guitar, <laughs> guitar-led song But it's, uh, it's, it's a song for the season called for Christmas uh, Written by our good friend here, Kevin <gasps>
2: Hey, you want to talk a bit about yeah, that or not? um, actually that the song was most like 10 years old, I guess. Um, and it was around the time when I kind of started, uh, you know, recording stuff again after a bit of a hiatus, uh, and re- very much due to <laughs> encouragement from Pat, like Patrick Chen. So, Patrick Chen, yeah. yeah. So, start yeah, it's just, you know, just oh, a lot of stuff, just, you know, put it out there. Right? Okay. Um. So, yeah. So then I you know, kind of thinking, yeah, let's just do, do a Christmas song. So.
1: Wait, was this around Christmas already? or? or I mean, be, probably just
2: to... before, like, I mean, probably a few months before, but thinking of that, I right, mean, see right. how it works. Right. So I actually right, it kind right. of began because there was this kind of sound. Uh, effect on, on uh, Garage Band, which is what you hear at the beginning uh-huh. of the song with, with the guitar. Like it's, a, it's an effect on the guitar.
1: Oh, like the flange? Then you,
2: you hear the, yeah. the, the flange, the swirling and stuff like that, which I thought was pretty cool. So I just, that's kind of in, inspired me to kind of write that song. And it's probably the first and only time that you ever hear me trying to rap <laughs> and feeling... <laughs> Holidays out in the snow Will you stay or will you go? This is joy. Everyone must get their toys. It's the season to be jolly.
1: Well, that's okay, but this is my story. You are Those the of only you who've seen to see the, the fast colors a uh, concert Will have seen Kevin rapping somewhere whenever we play the song never oh, never yeah, the little yeah, yeah. oh, He does true. a rap in between, in between the the yeah. verses as well. Yeah, it's yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. embarrassing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this this version of the song is is different from
2: the original right oh yeah that's right yeah so thought just you know basically just clean it out a little bit because i've never put it really on any industry platforms all along i'll just uh just put it out on Bandcamp, usually for a ah, couple okay. of months before christmas Then i take it off again and that's the only way you could really hear it back then right but you know since i'm kind of throwing a lot of shit on the wall this year anyway so <laughs> i was thinking <laughs> okay might as well just get this out you know for christmas so I basically, you know, got Pat to to kind of help out, to kind of clean it up. I think I put some new vocals on it. I think a chorus, like, me need the chorus. You are the only gift I want.
1: So you did, uh, you did like, so that. Right? So take, so <laughs> take the whole yeah, and, and, and because it, I really we like, could couldn't
2: really find any of the original Marry tracks, so basically we actually. Oh, really? Yeah. So you, I use cool. the AI to split. Like. Wow, Kevin Matthews <laughs> has gone the route of the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. So is this uh, is this uh, soft, uh, app called Moises? M O I S E S. Not sponsored. Not sponsored. Not sponsored. No, I also used it for the my one and only like Right when we got the Ah right right okay. The electronic okay. electronic producers to do it That's also earlier this Right uh, In August
1: Right right okay cool cool wow. And that's that so that's for Christmas Uh those of you guys who haven't Haven't got a playlist for your Christmas party yet You can put this on. <laughs> yeah Well because it's the tis the season uh, well, I can't remember the the lyrics of that. <laughs> to be jolly, to be, to be jo- yes. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, we we've got a we've got a jolly guest today. Yes. Uh, yeah, you can hear her now. <laughs> um, she 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 flew a long way back just to do this this podcast.
0: Oh uh, yes. Yeah, like not that of, long, not that long, not that just long, um, a couple of hours away.
1: Just a couple of hours. <laughs> uh. Now mind, we just pretend. Uh. let's say millions and millions of miles just to just to get 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 here in time for this this podcast um, and this is somebody who whom I actually first uh maybe. got to i kinda i kinda got to know because I was watching this this program called um homegrown ah, yeah. uh this is some time ago i think a couple of years ago maybe and she was featured with a couple of songs which I thought were quite interesting I've been trying to see how we could get this young artist because I think it's always good to have some um balance of views. I mean, we, you know, we've spoken to a lot of veterans of the scene, yeah. those from the '60s, mm-hmm. '90s, and stuff like yeah. that. But we also want to hear from the younger people uh, <laughs> who are starting out, or, or just, you know, in the in the on the on the ascent of their music journey. The babies. I just want to hear that. <laughs> <their babies.
0: laughs> Am I a baby <laughs> yeah. now?
1: Anybody younger than us is a baby. Like. <laughs> <laughs> <You're> talking <laughs> to two our old uncles, aunties, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. So anyway. Without much further ado, let's just bring her on. Uh, say hello to Ryan. Right? <laughs> <laughs> is that how I'm supposed to do
0: it? Because all of y'all started with
1: ho ho ho.
2: Yes, we need to get that a lot in. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, oh,
1: we'll, we'll, we'll we'll fix that and post again. Yeah. <laughs> yes, hello, hello, Ryan. How how you? Been? Hi.
0: Uh, I've been good. Um, Just a little bit sick recently because of like, I think the changes in the weather. Uh, I was in Australia. Mm. So it was supposed to be summer, but it was Mm. raining every day. Oh no. Okay.
3: okay. Yeah, it
0: was really chilly and cold, I think from the wind. So I think I got a bit sick from that. Yeah. But I'm okay. Otherwise, I'm okay. (laughs) Okay.
1: Okay. Not you didn't get, it's not the big C, uh, the big CV. It's not,
0: I for yeah. a moment I thought it was, but oh, like, it oh, wasn't. Okay, okay. I have tested negative, okay. so yay, okay. for so, now.
1: Yes, yay, congrats uh, for not being yet another victim. Of... <laughs> <laughs> but also uh, I want to say congrats because you recently uh, um, put out a track. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's called Little Bird, right? Yes,
0: it's Little Bird. So it was out last month. Uh, 10th of November. Um, yeah, I'm really excited about it because it's my first single since my ha- um, hiatus for about like a bit more than a year.
3: That's all knows is happiness.
1: Admittedly when I first saw Little, I thought you did a cover of the Annie Lennox song. Uh, so. But no, it's not. Share with us. What, like what what's the, what's the song? Yeah,
0: for? so this song was written at a place where I, I was going through something um difficult in my life. It was I had to give up a relationship mm. that I, I was in for, for the longest time, like thirteen years of relationship. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it was really long. Yeah, so I had to give that up and um That was really tough for me. Uh, But I really wanted to also um, emphasize on the fact that like, letting go of something or giving up on something that I used to think was good for me is not necessarily a bad thing, you know. It's the start of a healing process. So that was how I started writing a little bit. I just really wanted to like um, show the fact that you can heal from letting go of something um, and you can continue to soar even after you've, you know, gone through something traumatic or something that's really um, painful for
1: you, yeah. What's also interesting is uh, this song is a bit of a bossa nova-ish yeah, kind of, uh, you know, vibe. As opposed to your previous tracks, because you you've put out music um, a few years ago as well, yeah. a couple of years ago. So, what was this a deliberate, I mean, like, why did you decide to use like this kind of uh, almost Brazilian vibe for, for the track?
0: To be honest, if you listen to all the songs that I've put out so far, they are all kind of very different. I think for me as an artist, something that I really struggled with when I started out was the fact that like I didn't have one sound that I really wanted to be tied to. Yeah, because for me, when I write something, right, I write whatever's on my mind and whatever inspires me. And the truth is, I am inspired by all kinds of music, like whether it's jazz, R and B, pop, rock, you know, musical. Electronic music, everything inspires me. Like my favorite artist, Rangers, yeah. Okay. So I, yeah, it's crazy. So I love Thelonious, uh, uh, Thelonious Monk, who is oh, like a jazz wow. pianist. Yeah. I love him, and one of my favorite albums from him is actually Solo Monk,
3: right? Yes, where yes. he goes
0: on for an, you know an hour just playing solo keyboard, and I love that, <laughs> you know. And then I have like um, a crazy um, love for this J pop, J rock. Um, band called Judy and Mary, so they're just like really Japanese rock pop, and right. it's so different from jazz, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then I have love for Corinne Bailey Ray who's an R and B artist, uh, Daniel right. Caesar, who's a neo soul artist, and yep. Jacob Collier, who is like a jazz, you know, infused music type of like artist. So uh, Bjork as well. I love Bjork, but right. I also love my normal pop like Lady Gaga and everything. So the thing is like. <laughs> I have love and influence from so many of these musicians and artists out there. And I hated the fact that I had to be bind to just one type of music. So for me, it was really important for me to just ignore what is mainstream or ignore what's um, palatable for the main audience, but instead write something that feels true to myself, something that I enjoy at that moment. So, which is why every song that I've written or put out so far all sound kind of different. But... Um, the only thing that gels them together is the fact that like I've always sung um, pretty similarly throughout the tracks. So there is this slightly you know popish, rockish, and theatrical kind of voice in every of the track that I sing, regardless of whether it's an and song or like a pop or slightly more rockish number. Um, I wanted that that a little bit of like my identity as a musician inside the songs. So that's why a little bit, um, that was intentional, entirely intentional. I wanted something jazzy, something posa to it so that I could um, show the audience this part of my life.
2: I'm curious now after listening to your what you're talking about, what you listen to. So what's your kind of musical uh, background in terms of how you came into music? Do you have any formal kind of... Education or training or any of those things?
0: Yeah, um, I actually started playing the piano when I was three. Okay, I mean, when I was three, we didn't go through like actual piano playing. It was like rhythm classes, you know. Oh, okay, like, okay. Yeah, but um, I took classical piano until I was like 12, I mm. think. Mm. And then shortly after I was in choir and then I was in church uh, music. So I was doing a lot of like Christian music um in church and then I went to LaSalle ah. to to learn music so that's where actually that's really when my music started expanding a lot because I started listening to all kinds of music so I was at first in pop in the in the pop uh department so I listened to a lot of pop songs and that's where I developed my music for j-rock j-pop and then all the mainstream um pop mm. and then slowly afterwards um I think on my second year, I decided to change my stream to jazz. So I actually went (laughs) to the jazz stream. Mm. So when I was there, I started picking up all the R&B, all the new soul, um, soul music. And then I fell in love with jazz as well. Like old school swing, jazz, Ella Fitzgerald, Bailey Holiday. Yeah, I love that as well. So um, that was confusing as a young artist though, because uh, as a very young artist, you're just like, oh my God, I like everything, you know, it's so distracting. And plus the fact that maybe because I think I have ADHD. <laughs> cool. Yeah, so I'm so easily distracted and like um, just sticking to one kind of sound bores me. Yeah. I can't do that. Okay. Yeah, you know, okay. so I need something to really stimulate my brain, which is why I'm constantly searching for different music. And thankfully, I love everything. There's nothing that I really hate. Yeah, yeah.
3: honestly. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I, yeah, so I think that kind of created this kind of um, eclectic sound and style mm. that I have right now. Yeah, yeah.
2: no, I, I think that is essential foundation is that you must listen, yeah. listen to as much yeah. stuff as because I think for both of us, I mean, that's, that's really where we come from. We, we just mm. listen to ev- anything yeah. and everything because it to us it's, there's no genre. It's just good music, that's all.
0: Yes, exactly that. Yes.
1: But uh, what what what's interesting is I mean, I mean like, was this something that you had always been into music? I mean, you you mentioned it you learn how to play the piano mm. and that kind of stuff. But yeah. for me, when my mom forced me to play the piano when I was that young, I was totally nah, cannot cannot make it. I refused to actually, and I said I don't want to take any of the tests and stuff like that. I refused. And in the end, she gave up when I was like 10 years old or something like that.
0: Um, I think it's always been something that I loved, like music. Um, Probably it's got to do with um my my dad, honestly.
3: Because
0: oh, okay. um, my dad was kind of like a... I mean, he, he sang as a hobby. So he would okay. join like little competitions Ooh. in Singapore. And back oh. then, you know, they have lots of this kind of competition everywhere. It's like a kampong situation. Right, yeah right, yeah so yeah. they they held like little competitions and he would join and participate and he would w- uh, win some awards wow. and I think he did try to make it a professional um, like thing for him but it didn't really work out um so instead he opened up his own CD shop so I grew up listening to CDs.
1: Wow, we which, which, yeah, which, which shop is this? <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, yeah, CD shops were my second home, okay. CD and record shops. Know.
0: Where was it? Uh, but it was a really it was at um Ubi, right opposite Mahabudi. It's a really oh, small okay. like shop house right, situation. Right, right. So it didn't go really far to be honest. I think it closed down in like four years or something. Oh. But uh yeah, unfortunately. But um yeah, but for me that four years was um pivoting for me, you know. I grew up in that four years. Um, from like preschool to primary school. So that was quite a big, um, big impact in my life, I, I feel. So I remember like going to the, the shop every day, listening to all kinds of music. That's when I started listening to Bjork.
1: Ah. Oh, really? Like, wow. Okay. What?
0: <laughs> I know, that's crazy, right? I was like in early primary school and I remember Ooh. looking at Bjork's album cover and I was like, oh, this is so weird. No, right, it's just right. like avant garde. Yeah. But if you look at Bjork's album right now, it's very current. Which is insane. Yeah. She's so forward as a musician and as yeah. an artist. Yeah. But anyway, so I remember listening to Bjork, listening to um MJ, of course. My dad is a huge huh. fan of MJ. Oh, really?
2: And I also okay. listened to
0: lots of Chinese artists like Deng Yijin and all mm. of that, Zhang Shueyou. So wow. I grew up to listening to like all kinds of music. And then I picked up piano because I really wanted to do something related to music because I loved, you know, like listening or singing or like just having some tones in my life. So I think that's how I, yeah, how I started playing the piano.
1: For me, initially, when I first heard you sing like live and stuff, I I immediately, I mean, maybe because of the shows that you were doing and they were all that kind of shows, but I I classified you as like a torch song singer type. Like a what? Torch, torch song, torch song Ah, singers. Okay. But then I, after that, I heard you sing like some school tracks and I'm going like okay well maybe 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 I was wrong (laughs) yeah Yeah, so so I was just wondering like when did you decide to 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 do your own like okay maybe I should I should start writing my own Mm.
0: I I don't think it was ever like a point of time in my life where I go like I think I should start writing my own song it was I remember like in secondary school right because of ADHD to be honest I really (coughs)
1: Are I you, couldn't focus Is it. Is it like properly diagnosed? No, anyhow, say, so yeah. It's <laughs> not, la, but I think it's
0: like 90% there. I have too many okay. of the symptoms. Yeah. So I was constantly. Oh, there's another thing about like why I think I might have ADHD. Because my mom always say that I'm which means like I only have three minutes of passion, which means okay. I, I'm passionate about everything, but it changes every three minutes. Mm. Okay. Uh, so okay. that sums me up as a person when I was growing up. But okay. anyway, when I was in secondary school, I remember not being able to pay attention in class, constantly distracted. So I would start writing poems. Wow. Yeah. So I started writing poems during lessons while my teachers were talking and everything. So I would just start writing. And after a while, I started putting like melodies to the poem. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to write a song. And then I started writing songs. So I think songwriting started when I was um, in secondary school, maybe when I was about 15. But it was really more of a hobby. I just did it for fun. I wasn't thinking that I was going to do music for life. But I also did many things when I was young. Like I drew a comic and then Mm. um, I would do designs and stuff. So like I mentioned, I I had many, many interests and hobbies. And I'm just so passionate for every one of them. And music and songwriting was one of them. Mm. And I think it really got expanded when I went into LaSalle. That's when we were actually required to write our original music. Right. For school. Yeah. So that was when I think songwriting uh started to expand for me. Yeah.
1: Okay. Songwriting is one thing, but then how why did when did you decide, okay, I really wanna just actually do this. Release. Record yeah, record the tracks ah. and, and put them out.
0: Yeah. I think it has always been in the back of my mind, um, while I was starting out my career as a singer. So um when I first started out about like slightly more than 10 years ago. I was a full-time performer and I did mostly covers in bars. So I used to be a part of a band called The Common People and we used to play at Timber. So okay. that's that's kind of how I started out or uh, where my career started to pick off a little mm-hmm. bit. That's when I started to have a lot of gigs and events and things like that. Right. So um, on top of that, I was also teaching music um, I mean, in a day. Lah. So it's. Like, I think right. it's very common for a lot of like local musicians, right? We teach in the day and then we work um, or perform at night. So that was my life for a while. And I think it was very hectic and busy for me. Um, or at least for my mind, it was a lot going on. So at the back of my mind, right, I had all these songs and music that I've always wanted to release, but I just didn't have the energy and time to do so. And also because I'm... Um, I really feel like I'm more of a songwriter than a arranger or like a you know music composer. Right. So I write, I I come up with really strong melody lines or lyrics, and I, ha- I have an idea of how I want the music to sound. But for me to like really um write down all the details to arrange all the small little parts to make it a huge you know piece of music, that's really difficult for me. I couldn't do that. So I knew that I had to find people to work with producers to work with and that also means i need a lot of financial stability and money so i think that took a while it took a couple of years before i felt like i had enough money to do it and then i think um i reached a point in my life where i felt like okay i have this amount of money and i'm gonna invest in uh, creating my own music so i think that's when it started And um, there was a lot of trial and error for me. Because for me, like I can't put up something that I don't think is perfect. Okay. When I started out yeah, as a musician. Yeah, correct,
1: yeah. correct, yeah.
0: So I actually had a lot of records that I recorded, but I never put up. Because I was oh. just not satisfied with them. But after a few, few years of that, I realized that it's a waste of money to keep doing that. And I realized that I can never attain perfection. Because I think the, the thing about music, right, is... If it's perfect, it might not really be a music, you know? Like, if it's mm, yeah. 100% perfect, yeah, yeah, yeah. it does not feel authentic anymore. Ah, it's not okay, genuine sure. anymore. Yeah,
3: yeah. And
0: sometimes when it comes to music, we really just have to live in a moment and trust in that moment. Yeah. So, that's something that I learned. And that's when I finally decided, that, okay, it's time to release <laughs> something. Yeah.
2: Okay. So, so how did you, I mean, how do you do the recording?
0: Um, It started off with a lot of... um. Just recording from the phone or your laptop, you know, the base, the basis of your music. So I would usually do it with a guitar or a piano and I'll sing along with it. And then I'll write out the chart and the the melodies and the lyrics, you know, for a producer. So I'll pass it Uh. to a producer. Uh, and then I will I'll communicate with the producers. So this is something that was really difficult for me because I realized after meeting lots of producers in Singapore, especially, mm-hmm. I realized that you really need to find the right producer for yourself. Like everyone is great, but not everyone understands you. That's yeah. something for me. And mm-hmm. I realized that there are a lot of producers who who are really good in a certain style of music. And that's something that they stick to. And if I want my music to sound something a bit different from that, it's not going to work out. Right. So there was a lot of trial and error for that to find a suitable, suitable collaborator like, to work with. So yeah, and um, I managed to found, uh, find a couple of people that I think um, really understood where I'm coming from and what I needed. And that, that, that was when I started to release the songs that like, I felt was pretty close to what I've had in mind.
1: And this is like, uh, your, what, was like what's closer was the first track you put out?
0: Closer was not the first track, actually. Okay, oh, okay, to be very honest, a long time ago, right, I released the very first album, uh, first single, under another artist named Irina Shan. Oh. Yeah, okay. and I released a song that was supposed to be like a satire piece. La. It's called Don't Anyhow. This <laughs> <laughs> is a very Singaporean term, you know. Yeah. It's like, hey, Don't Anyhow, ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that was actually my first single. It had a video and everything, and it was very like, Eh, anyhow. And I was just like okay, rapping okay. a bunch of like singlish words and stuff like that. <laughs> so, anyhow. <laughs> so anyhow. So that was the very first piece that I, I threw out because I really wanted to test the market and see like what I can play with it, mm.
3: you
0: know. <laughs> um but under Aerie, I think my first one was. Closer, you're right. So closer and um, bad, closer bad lullaby. These three singles were actually uh, with the same producer.
1: Ah, okay. Yeah. like I listened to that. Those those are uh, three songs, and then hmm. I, I I hear another track like say uh clown, you know, mm-hmm. which is very... oh
0: clown is also by the same producer. Sorry, okay. I just realized. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I'm assuming that every time you record a particular track, let's say closer or even like clown, the vibe mm. you know the vibe when you record it or the emotion that you put into that kind of track, um, is it easy for you to convert that to a live setting? You know, to mm. to get that kind of same emotional uh, performance out intensity. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. It's like when you record, because yeah. I mean, I I, I I don't know. Do you do you find difficulty doing that kind of thing, or is it very easy?
0: Um, I think it's easy for me because um how do i put this um for every song that i've written so far right like every song has a theme in my head and Mm -hmm. every time i perform or even when i'm recording the songs right i'm actually looking at a movie screen in front of me or like a theater piece in front of me so as i'm singing i'm actually i'm i am singing i am actually i am i am actually unfolding a narrative and so I tend to perform as if I'm acting on stage. As right. if I'm yeah, performing in a in a, a scene, for example. So for me, every time I perform a song, it really feels very much that. Like I'm right now in this scene, act one, scene one, or whatever it is. And I'm I'm now this person feeling this way, and I'm I'm singing this song from this, you know, um perspective. Yeah, it's very much that for me whenever I perform on songs.
1: Okay, and um, you know what? What is what has been like your particular like challenge? Um, trying to get the music out and stuff like that.
0: I think for me in the past, whenever I try to release something, especially with like um, a label, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, they would just help to distribute. I don't belong to any label, right. but they've always questioned me about like how I want to market myself,
3: ah, you know, okay. as an artist
0: okay. and. I think that that has been the biggest struggle for me because I've never wanted to be tied down to one um, single genre. And uh, it's very hard to explain to people like how how I want to be um, viewed or understood as an artist. That, and I feel like not a lot of distributor or labels truly understand that. Even right now, I'm still struggling to find the right place that could best represent me or understand me so that when, when they do talk about me to like other, you know, uh bigger agencies or labels or playlisting, you know, I hope that they represent me correctly. But it's it's quite tough to be honest, when you are not like obviously a certain genre. Right.
2: Yeah. Right. So, so how how do you yeah, yeah, so how would you then define yourself, right? How do you yeah. represent yourself?
0: Uh, okay. Yeah, I've always told people that I want to be marketed as an eclectic and theatrical artist. So I want people to listen to my music and go like, oh yeah, she's kind of odd and quirky, eclectic, her own thing. She just wants to be like herself at the moment. And I want people to feel like they're watching uh, something unfolding before their eyes when they're listening to the music. So I'm hoping to feel like, let people see that visual effect whenever they listen to my music, which is why actually if you, if you really listen closely to the songs that I've produced so far, right? Mm-hmm. There are a lot of like sound effects that I would put into the music, mm. like uh, bottles crashing or like thunderstorms or um, birds flying in the air or like people whispering behind your ears. I, I actually use that a lot in the songs that I produce, like all these techniques that I'll put inside to give that storytelling a bit more, a, a bit more depth, I think. Right. Yeah, because um, I didn't want it to just be like, oh, a very nice listening, you know. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, that's that's nice, you know, but everyone's doing something nice already. I want to do something exciting and different yeah. that make you, that you know, kind of like stretch your brain a little bit. Because that's what I want to feel every time I listen to my music. Like, oh, something's scratching over there.
2: Right. And right. I want to
0: like listen out for Ooh. that. Like, oh. There's actually someone whispering right here.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you should be listening to Pink Floyd then.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I love Pink Floyd too. Oh really? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's lots of. Honestly, it's crazy. Like I've really listened very widely. So, um, so which is why all these things that I've done so far, it's not my original ideas. I've heard them Mm -hmm. somewhere, and then I, I definitely felt that oh, that's something I really want to do, and I want to put it into my music, so I bring it in.
1: I speak because you mentioned this whole thing of having a theatrical kind of scenario, I think the I mean one track that i I quite like that kind of emphasizes that is I think clown, yeah. which is yes, pretty yeah. much the i mean like when I heard it, I was like, oh okay, is she also a theater musical theater kind of person because it sounds yeah. a bit like that um mm. yeah and and maybe could you could you talk a bit about like was that the thing i mean like what what is clown about is it about you or is it about people? people that you... There are clowns? Yeah, (laughs) there are clowns. (laughs) Uh,
0: Okay, um, yes, I think clown honestly is one of my favorite pieces that I've done so far in my life because I felt that it kind of encapsulates who I am as an artist. Um, So clown was actually written um, about a particular person that made me really angry. So it's an angry song, like super angry song. Yeah, and I was so angry. upset. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but for me, right, the thing about me is I tend to like to, um, I like to look at things in a different perspective whenever I feel emotionally upset so that I can recalibrate my emotions and be like, okay, calm about it, right? Mm-hmm. So for, for clown, right, I was really super angry and I was almost crying out. You know how sometimes when you're so angry that like you almost feel like you're going to cry or you're going to snap or you're just going to shut down immediately? Yeah. So for me, I was so upset to a point where I just found the entire situation ridiculous and I started laughing. Yeah, I found it so funny and then I was just like, look, I'm just a clown, man. I'm just... I've been hat, you know, this whole time. Yeah. yeah. So the, this song is actually about myself being a clown.
1: <laughs> oh, <okay>. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well. there me go what a bad joke this must be, and I wake up to a never ending dream. What a bad joke this must be. That I wake up to a never ending dream. So in my mind when I was um writing the song, I really wanted to show people a bit of the anger, like, you know, what a bad joke this must be. And yeah. I'm just like, ah, man, this sucks, you know? And then I, and then I reached a point of epiphany or something. I'm just like, ah, oh, I'm just a clown, yeah. and I'm, you know, being made fun of. And, you know, people are just making fun of me, just watching me on a circus mm. and all of that. So that, that's the idea of the music. And um, the theatrical part is actually a lot of my background in theater. Mm. So, uh, other than music, actually before I went into music, I was very much in theater, like in school theater. Right. And um uh, before when yeah, yeah. When I graduated from my secondary school, my director actually asked me if I wanted to do theater outside as well, as wow. an actual, yeah, a- actual thing. Um, so I started doing a little bit of like um theater tours in schools. So I was touring around schools to do like short skits about like um about family family values or like whatever values that schools believe in, la, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cheesy, yeah, <okay>. cheesy things. <laughs> okay. Um, so I had those, um, background, and then, um, they asked me if I wanted to go even further and do something like more staged, you know. And I I don't know why. Uh, at a point of time, I was like, nah, I'm bored of it, really.
2: uh-huh. I
0: don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, you, should,
2: you should consider yeah. the musical theater, then, yeah,
0: yeah. So I actually did think about doing musical theatre for a while but then um, I think by the time I thought about musical theatre I haven't been in the theatre scene for quite a few years so I felt like I was a bit lacking in like being in the theatre itself because it's quite different actually Mm. you know being in a musical or in theatre versus like doing live music Mm -hmm. it's very different you have a lot of things to prepare that they are entirely entirely different from just performing a a song. It's not that performing a song or singing is any less than doing musical, but it's it requires very different skill set that I felt that I haven't been honing for many, many years. Mm. So I was lacking that way. But if ever there was an opportunity to do to do that in future, I would definitely try, you know.
2: Yeah.
1: Mm. Okay. Okay.
0: But because I don't have that, I'll do it in my music. (laughs)
1: yeah well i mean i I don't want to take up too much of your time because i also know that you know yeah um but uh maybe maybe you can talk a bit about like a couple of things firstly what do you think is is uh, the the best and the worst thing about being Ryan's Mm. right now
0: okay the best thing about being rhymes is the fact that i get to do whatever i want like honestly anything i want and i can't give a shit about what others have to think (laughs) about my music or who i am who i am as an artist or how i perform and i think that took many many years to develop and build yeah as a younger artist i was constantly worried that like i was not going to make it because like I don't sound professional enough. And I'm constantly trying to sound a certain way. Like I'm constantly trying to sound popular Mm. or what you hear outside. And I realized that's not really what Mm. I want. So uh, that took uh, many years of confidence building to come to a place where I realized that it's okay to be entirely unique and your own, you know. Um, And I have Billie Holiday, Corinne Bailey Ray to thank for that. So these two artists really taught me and Bioc and Bioc. Yeah. These three artists really taught me that it's okay to sound completely different from everyone else. And you you'll actually have fans who still love you because they appreciate who you are as an artist. And so I think for me as Rhymes, I I believe in that. I believe that I don't have to be like popular in the charts to be an artist that's um that's unique, and to be an artist that people actually do like. So, in my career as Rhymes, I, I obviously, I, I don't top the charts like a lot of the other artists in Singapore. But what I do get is I do get a lot of fans who would uh, message me and tell me how much they really enjoy my music, even though it's very different. Mm. And honestly, Clown is the one that, that receives a lot of compliments. Mm. Yeah, even though that's not my top, of streaming song okay my top streaming song is When You Fall mm. it's very yeah. pop it's very pop yeah <laughs> so I can I can understand why it's doing well in, in the charts mm. but it doesn't get as many compliments as I do when when people listen to Clown right yeah.
1: wow okay yeah so
0: that gives me more co- confidence that like you know sometimes it's really not about the numbers and that's the great thing about being Rhymes. but the bad thing about being Rhymes is that there's no numbers lah. <laughs> would understand you know about (laughs) we were talking about it earlier on so sometimes i feel like the numbers doesn't really correlate to how people are appreciating you and i have to constantly remind myself Hmm. that Hmm. i mean right now in the industry in the media right numbers is such a big thing
3: yeah
1: people look at the numbers to decide how
0: influential you are or how famous you are yeah exactly exactly yeah
2: and and, and it can can be quite meaningless right it's, yes, is it you are, is You're exactly. looking at numbers like well, what does it mean?
1: The the <laughs> thing is, you know, for for yourself, then Where where do you see yourself? You know, in, in the next five, do you have a five year plan? <laughs> where do you see yourself in the next five years?
0: I think I will I will definitely continue to to. Um, make music there's that is true to myself and different from the mainstream that's for sure um so after my ep releases next year mm. i'm going to release a short like five songs ep okay. small one okay next year so after that i intend to continue on this project which is like a really jazz project so it's okay. going to be entirely jazz album oh um okay. and it's not going to be like old school swing jazz it's going to be like um modern jazz with a bit of like free jazz inside. A uh, very tiny bit. Very, <laughs> okay. very, very tiny bit. Very <laughs> tiny bit. Please don't expect but, like but, okay. like is, two hours of like second. But is it really and,
2: like kind no, of hardcore jazz or more jazz pop? <laughs> They're talking about
1: like Keith Jarrett versus Coltrane versus... I would...
2: Yeah, <laughs> Miles, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Miles <laughs> Miles, yeah. <laughs>
0: yes. Not... Definitely not Miles. Okay. <laughs> Maybe Esperanza Spalding. Oh, Esperanza kind of like Spalding. Fusion. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Fusion. Nice. More, more than... Fusion. You know, forward mm. Jazz. Yeah, slightly more of that. I would... Okay, I, I think my idea is for people to listen to the album and go like, oh, this sounds like jazz. But a different kind of jazz. Not the old school kind of jazz that we expect. It's not Michael Gloobie or, you okay. know, like, easy listening jazz. But it's interesting. So, but again, it does not sound like a money-making yeah. jazz
2: album. So. So, so Stevie Dan? Steely Dan? Ste- oh, maybe my a God. Little bit, a Steely little bit. yeah, Dan. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's the music I listen to the most 2023.
0: Okay, now I'm really stressed. Please don't expect anything <laughs> like
2: that. <then>. That big. Makes... <laughs> nah, no stress lah. No stress Yeah,
0: nah. I, I, yeah <laughs> but I think for me, it's mostly to experiment what I can do or the boundaries I can push within the the confines of jazz that I understand and I enjoy. Mm-hmm.
1: Ooh, that's cool, let's Here, go. Here's the thing, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I just realised I missed out this question which was supposed to be asked right at the beginning. Um, <laughs> is... <you> know, <laughs> As usual. Yeah, Very yeah. typical. Uh. Kevin Kevin knows. Uh, I was, um but uh but uh I mean your 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 moniker, where do you pick Ryan yeah. as your
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah. where did that come from?
0: Uh honestly, there's no big story behind it. It's just a nickname. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um no. yeah, okay, so my 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 name is Erina, right? Okay. So I had a friend who used to call me Ring. Ree- like oh, he literally calls me that all the uh, time. Okay. And and that's but I really find Rains very annoying, so I just decided to change the pronunciation to Rine. Oh,
1: okay, yeah. okay. I thought you we
2: were pronouncing it yes. wrong for a while. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, Rins, that's Rins. how I said the Rins.
0: Yeah. Rins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So many ways to pronounce it. Rine's Yeah. Rins. Yeah, that's
3: right. yeah. Like you, Rins, Rins. there are So many
1: different facets to your music. <coughs> that you can. Ah, yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, okay, but thanks thanks so much for for taking time out uh, you know, no man, for thanks for schedule.
0: having me man.
1: yeah, so uh guys, if you want to listen to mm. um, you know her music's out on Spotify all the streaming platforms if they want to follow you and and see what you're up to where where can yes. they find you at?
0: Instagram because that's the one that I use the most <coughs> okay. it's Rhines, baby i IT, 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 i t oh, I I can't spell. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Take two, take
1: two. One, two, three. Go. Yes, okay.
0: <laughs> yep. So it's at. Uh, it's Rhines baby. I T S Rhines baby. B A B Y. Oh.
1: Okay. Okay. Yep. So you can follow her. You can see what she's gonna get up to or what she's been doing uh, on Instagram as well. And the music, like yep. I said, it's all it's all over all the different platforms and stuff like that, right? So.
0: Yeah. That's right. That's
1: right. Mm, go check out her her latest uh, track, Little Bird. And, and you know The others that we were Mentioning just now Clown yep. mm. You fall Closer Yeah, yeah Go go yes. have a look at And Tell and, us and what you think um, Yep So for Us You know If you like this episode Don't forget to Share uh, You know Give us a Rating on Spotify On Apple Five stars yes. I think minimum Please. is five stars Right Kevin Yeah yeah, so, six, yeah stars, six, 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 minimum. six stars Six uh, stars Technically it's six stars But sometimes the, Just join like, in Just join in just add, kind of paste, add another one. The sticker, thing. Sticker, 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 sticker. The next one, yeah, yeah. Uh, and don't forget to share with your friends. Um, because uh, you know, we'll be doing a, we'll be doing a, a our own version of, uh, uh, Wrapped rap. Uh, sometime soon in the in next next in next week or so. By the time wait, we like
0: wrap?
1: No, 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 not not. We ain't gonna spit rhymes and all that kind of stuff. No. <laughs> No, <laughs> like Spotify or like a rap like <laughs> Nobody, <laughs> no, nobody ah, needs that okay, Nobody okay. needs that <laughs> yeah.
2: But Kevin you rap yeah.
1: No <laughs> Yes. for that one whole verse Come on man Unsuccess- Unsuccessfully
2: yeah. <laughs> it's, it's more like It's more like a rap With a C in front of it <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah 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 yeah, but <laughs> check out check out right stuff. Check out Kevin uh, for Christmas and yeah. and, and yeah. all the fifty thousand songs that he put out this year. Yep, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Across his various, uh, there's Rondo Vitale, there's uh, K Mac, yeah. there's Watchman. Yeah uh, with, uh, Crowd crowd, is popland Land. Uh, popland. Pop land, sorry. Yeah. Popland and uh, so yeah, A- A- A-
2: ADHD as under... so. HD Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> So get on there, go go check them all out, and then don't forget Yeah, put put for Christmas on your Christmas uh, party playlist, mm. and uh, and uh, yeah. So we're, we're winding down this year. Um, we're gonna prep something slightly different for next year. Mm. Um, uh, our next our next one will be the final one for the year. Mm. Yeah, Ooh. goodbye twenty three, hello twenty four. That's our age. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and
2: uh, <laughs> um, no, I'm always forever 25. Ones,
1: don't you know? Yeah, 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 exactly. Forever 25. <laughs> <It don't matter. laughs> yeah, okay, and uh, yeah, so uh, tune next week for the last one and uh, keep the Lion City rocking until then. Ta ta, ciao.
3: When you fall